0: Bitcoin is whatever the fuck you want Bitcoin to be. It's money. And money is none of anybody else's business but yours. Hello
1: there from Bedford. How are you all? Welcome to the What Bitcoin Did podcast, which is brought to you by Kraken, the best place to buy, sell and trade Bitcoin. I'm your host, Peter McCormack. And today I've got an interview with Rodolfo Novak a year after him giving me a load of shit in New York. But before that, I have a message from my show sponsors. So first up today, we've got Coin Tracker and this is their last show. So let's give them a final boost. Took a lot of shit of having these guys on the podcast, having them sponsor the show. We had the anti-state people say, why are you supporting this? Why are you supporting tax? Are you part of the machine? Look, I understand what you're saying, but I pay my tax. I do. I pay my tax because I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to pay my tax, but I do. So this year, I used Cointracker to calculate my Bitcoin tax. It was so easy. I plugged in my wallets. I plugged in my exchanges. And within two minutes, I had my tax calculated. Now, their filings work in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. And if you haven't got your tax sorted out right now, then you should definitely check out Cointracker if you're going to pay it. If you're not, then, well, you don't need it. Now, it is free for users who have 200 or fewer transactions. And for those who have more You can get a 10% discount by using the URL cointracker.io forward slash a forward slash WBD. And if you want to access Cointracker, it is C-O-I-N-T-R-A-C-K-E-R. All right, my other new sponsor. Well, they've been with me a month now, sportsbet.io. And with football coming back soon, please, I've just heard the French have canceled their league. But the good news is. The UK is talking about bringing back the Premier League, even behind closed doors, very soon. Which means we can finish watching Liverpool smash the title and laugh at Tottenham lose a few more games till the end of the season. Now, Sportsbet, we love these guys because they are the company that put the Bitcoin logo on the Premier League club's shirt. They did it for Watford. And whilst you can't bet on football right now, you can bet on Russian ping pong on sportsbet.io right now. Also, they support eSports, they've got eFIFA, they've got Bitcoin Casino, and they've also got my favourite, the poker rooms. If you want to find out more, head over to sportsbet.io, which is S-P-O-R-T-S-B-E-T dot I-O. Okay, so on to the show today, and I've got my buddy, Rodolfo Novak. He is the CEO of CoinKite, the company behind the cold card hardware wallet, but he wasn't always my friend. The first time I met Rodolfo, it was in New York about a year ago, and he gave me a load of shit. And in hindsight, he was right. And since then, we've become friends. We've hung out a few times. We've got to know each other. And it's been a while, but I've wanted to get him on the show. So we've finally done it, which is great. So we get into Bitcoin Purity, a subject we've talked about making a show for for a while. So there's lots of different Bitcoiners out there. I'm not the most hardcore anarcho-capitalist Bitcoiner, you know that. But out there, there are lots of different types of Bitcoiners. They're the newcomers, they may be a statist, they may be someone who's just heard a bit about Bitcoin, they want to buy some money, they go onto Kraken, and they leave it on exchange. Wait for the number to go up. And then you've got your hardcore anarcho-capitalist Bitcoiners. They're the ones running nose, doing coin joins, they're using Tor, and they have the really the best privacy on OPSEC. Hey, look, some of them might be doing that in their status, but you know what I mean. There's a broad range of people. So what do we do about this? What do we do about this range of people? Should we just be hardcore, in their face, to begin with, give them shit? And what are the things we should be giving them shit about? Is it leaving on exchange? Yeah, I agree with that. Should they be doing CoinJoin and running a node? Well, some of you know my view on this. I'm a little bit more patient about these kind of things. What about political beliefs? Should everyone be a libertarian? If there's someone who believes in the state, should we be calling them a statist? Should we be calling them a slave? Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. What about shitcoiners? Should we hassle them? Should we be hostile to them? Now, Bitcoin does sometimes with some people have this purity test and it's something I'm interested in. Now, the beauty of Bitcoin, it doesn't actually give a fuck what you stand for. It doesn't care what you think politically. It doesn't care what you do. It is Bitcoiners who do. And it is these people who are shaping the future direction of Bitcoin. So should Bitcoin have purity gatekeepers? Is this important? How important is it? What is it important to be toxic about? Just the protocol and protecting the protocol? Or should we be toxic about people's beliefs? I mean, I don't know. I'm one of those who don't think we should, but I know other people do. I know it because they give me shit all the time, but I would definitely be interested to hear your views about this. Now, listen, you want to reach out to me about this show, you can drop me a note. It's hellowhatbitcoindid.com. Some of you prefer to do that than talk about it on Twitter when I'm asking one of these provocative questions. That's cool. If you want to keep in quiet, you want to do this in silence, reach out to me on email. Also, before I go, my latest film is out. It's out on Defiance TV, which is up on YouTube. So youtube.com forward slash Defiance TV when I was up at the Turkey Greece border looking at the migrant and refugee crisis there. Worth checking out. Would appreciate if you do. Let me know what you think. Okay, hope you're having a great week, and I will speak to you soon. They changed their, um, their mind on the herd immunity pretty quickly, and... Now we're I don't know where we are, like in Europe, we're behind Spain and Italy, but they're actually saying that they think we're fifty percent under reporting. Mm. So um, actually we're behind France as well. Yeah,
0: but you know, the tests are like 30% unreliable, so (laughs) it's pretty hopeless anyways. (laughs) Uh, How things how things with you,
1: man? How things up in Canada?
0: Uh things are things are fine. I mean, you know, like um it's a low density country. Aside from you know, my city is massive, right? It's like third largest city in North America. It's like Chicago size. But uh, no, the rest of the country is pretty low density. We have we have a, a communist healthcare here too. <laughs> uh, it's actually illegal to to have a private healthcare here. Really? So I have private yeah. healthcare. it's oh. illegal. Like you can't you can't pay to make it faster. You can't pay to have it better. You, that's it. So that is, commu-
1: that is communist, whereas
0: ours is socialist. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have your socialized version, and then you have your option to pay there, right? Yeah. If you want to do some stuff. Here, you can't. It's actually illegal. Why the fuck would they stop that, though? Because
1: the, the private healthcare system here takes pressure off the public health system. I know.
0: It's Listen, our hospitals are already running, you know, like overcapacity on a good day. It's ridiculous. So, like, We have very like if you live in a big city like I do, you know, and you're dying, you have like first world healthcare, right? It's fantastic, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. But if you're not dying, dude, like like literally dying, right? If you only lost an arm, for example, to a chainsaw, right? You're gonna wait probably ten hours in the hospital thing. Like it is very it's a classic thing, right? Like it's like it's a classic communism thing. They love making you wait. (laughs)
1: <laughs> See that—that that, that itself is
0: dumb, right? I understand. Look, like, you can—I can
1: understand the argument between entirely private and socialized healthcare. There are a lot of people who want socialized healthcare in, the, in here in sure, the UK. Have it. People love the NHS. Everyone loves it. It's—it's
0: it's, you. Can't, it's propaganda, man. That's why it's like people love all this shit because they've been told since their kids that like you should identify yourself as a country who has healthcare for all. Yeah, but I'd be fair to
1: people. I think some people are happy with uh, like a social safety net and, and, and happy to put the NHS in some of that. But and I still have to pay for the NHS as much as the next person. But I have yeah. the I have the option out. I, I have, and it's not even expensive, dude. For me, my son, and it's my daughter. It's because
0: it's not expensive. If you have a healthcare system, right? That is that like with modern healthcare, that is private. It's actually not expensive.
1: Well, yeah, but I think in the UK it's it's slightly different in that they still use part of the NHS. So if I phone up my private healthcare sure. provider, I have to go and get a referral from a doctor. But look, dude, for the three for me, my son, and my daughter, it's a hundred and say fifty pounds a year. What's that?
0: But see, what people don't get is like healthcare is not free here, right? Like it fucking costs like ten to thirty thousand dollars a year per person. You know, in your taxes. Yeah, I know. To sustain this shit, it's it's unsustainable, right? It, anyways, I'm not even gonna like waste too much time on this. It's it's a, it, you know, it, it, no wonder people that have real means they just fly to the US to get shit done. Well, uh, there is a few sort of <laughs> tricky, like private clinics here that sort of like they find some loopholes so that you can pay say 200 bucks a month, and then and then you have access to like a family doctor pretty fast. Uh but but that's it like it's not like they can actually do tests on so, you they they can't really do anything it's all communism. Well I don't want to... F- no-
1: I got I tell you why I got it. I don't want to fuck around with cancer right. If my mum had cancer and if I get yeah. it I don't want I don't want to go on a waiting list. I'm happy to yeah. pay and it's not like out of privilege everybody not necessity. Everybody. A lot of people can afford private health countries and choose not yeah. to do it. I, d- I don't. I don't buy into that argument. Like, oh, you're privileged. Like 150
0: pound a month. It's bullshit. Yeah. This whole privilege shit is bullshit. I was fucking poor when I came to this country, man. Like, you just fucking work and then you pay for shit. It's yeah. not like that complicated.
1: Yeah, but I, don't, I don't want to pay for it. But but like, even the the U.S. system isn't great. Like, you got people in the U.S. who fly to Canada to get their medicines because they're like a tenth of the price, right?
0: Well, but the, the thing is, U.S. has a, a very complicated skewed system, right? Like they, they can't, you know, uh get off the pot. Uh like shit or get off the pot, right? Like it's like they have this weird because like the the insurance companies there are forced to to take in preconditioned people. all this, They can't price in the stuff, right? The the problems in true actuaries. So you end up with a completely skewed system that ends up costing like way more. So y- y- you have to pick, right? You, you either have like a public-private system where, where you let the two sort of run their own things. You can still use each other, right? Like you can still have somebody pay the public system to use the hospitals, which is great. More money, right? Yeah. But, but you can't force somebody to foot the bill if they're not being paid to foot the bill. Like then, then you screw everything and you, you make everybody else pay more.
1: Who's got a good system, do you think?
0: Uh, I, I got to say, like Switzerland really seems to have its shit together with healthcare. I mean, they have like, like amazing hospitals, amazing healthcare stuff, right? The pharmaceuticals are there too. Uh, and it's fairly affordable. Uh, and, you, and you can pay to how fancy you want your sofa in your hospital room, right? Like you can go <laughs> to super fancy hospital or you can go to like, you know, an average one. And, but, but they have it together there.
1: What do they do there for people who've got no healthcare?
0: I can't remember, but yeah. I think they have like a, like a public insurance system uh, where, you know, listen, I, I, I don't have, I'm of the libertarian leaning. I love free market stuff. Yeah. I don't have answers for everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, right? I'm, I'm, I'm still in that place where I like a, a social safety net. I do. Yeah,
0: you're still a pussy.
1: I'm still a pussy, <laughs> but I don't have a gun. I'm, I'm joking. No, but I, but I am. I'm like You're entitled to be a pussy. I'm a, fuck off, man. I'm not a person. No, like I, I, i still, i still like the social safety net. I still like helping out people in difficult situations.
0: I, I think it's, uh, I think it's, um, I think it's okay to have a more millinerist system. Yeah, you, you know where you know you have a few sort of very basic things. You can have some very basic stuff, but the problem is, you know, everybody wants more. Everybody wants more free shit that they're not paying for and then you just end up in a place where it just grows, right? Well, because people are always gonna vote for free shit. Of course they are. <laughs> yeah, of course they are. And this is why
1: we everyone's heading into full communism now anyway. It's exactly. We've got, we've got vote these, harder, right? We've got these conservative parties. That, like that's the funny side of it. It's like the conservatives in the UK, the Republicans in the US, they're having to implement the most socialist programs that anyone has ever has seen since I don't God knows one.
0: It's pretty annoying, right? That there is no home for freedom loving people anymore, right? So the right is fully populist, essentially socialist, and the left is you know communist socialist. So, like you know, like what happened to just the freedom loving people? You know, it's like leave me alone.
1: (laughs) Well, this is this is the argument of someone recently they were like, uh Uh, it was to do with the UK election, and it was one of my friends saying, "I can't vote for uh, I can't vote for Corbyn because the uh, Labour Party is socialist." I was like, "Both parties are socialists; it's just a different spectrum." We've still to got the NHS fair, though, under both.
0: The, the only good thing about the right, even though I, I have I have not a single ounce of social conservatism in in me, like zero. I have no interest in people's business. Um, the only the only reason why a lot of libertarian people or or more freedom, uh, freedom-leaning people vote to the right is because the right tends to, uh, uh, even if they still do a lot of socialist bullshit, they still tend to have less socialist bullshit and they tend to do less uh, uh, bullshit against freedom stuff, right? So mm. like... They there seem to be, even though they have in their party people who are uh, trying to say, you know, fight abortion, whatever the fuck it is, uh, at least they still don't come after people unless, you know, it's a fascist state kind of deal. They, they tend to sort of stay off of controlling people's, pub, uh, you know, freedom of speech, for example. And I think that at least is one of the reasons why so many sort of libertarians still go to the right to vote.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's it's why we've got these quite interesting debates around lockdowns right now because yeah. You've got right-leaning people saying these lockdowns are bullshit, they're anti-freedom. I should be able to do what I want. I can should be able to uh, you know go out and go shopping and you know you should be able to tell me what to do but at the same time you have got that question It's like well yeah but you don't know if you're going to be making people sick or you're going to be uh, contributing to more people in hospitals it's it, i mean i find the debate, debate itself quite fascinating it's a, it's a real it's a, it's almost like a real cross section between the left and the right
0: i think i think the problem is you know i was fairly concerned about the stuff way back late early January kind of thing, right? I I heard about the stuff starting to happen in China, bought a pile of books about the Spanish flu and viruses and things and sort of read the stuff and sort of got a better understanding of how these things play out. And we were still, you know, China lies more than everybody else, right? So the numbers were complete bullshit. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't get a picture, right? Of like, is this stuff deadly or not? That's the problem. So you can't really create any sort of like policy or 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 plan even on a personal level, right? What the fuck do you do if you don't know? It's unknown, unknown, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I started prepping a bit, you know, got my shit together. And uh, I think the, the the issue now is, you know, it's it seems clear, at least to me, that this stuff is not close to as deadly as, you know, all of us thought. So, uh, you know, there's definitely issues. There's still treatments are still fairly poor, but reality is, you know, most people are not gonna die from the shit. It's not that bad. Uh, It's bad for the people that that develop it badly. Um, you know, listen, I have a pregnant wife at home, so I I have to quarantine regardless of what I think, right? Like Mm. immune compromised, but I think that with the data that we have now, it's like put people in masks and send them back to work. It's like let's move on from this shit. There's no point yeah uh,
1: i don't know man i think it's a tough one like uh, i do think we could ease restrictions with certain kind of rules but i think there's uh are you drinking la croix
0: yeah of course i'm drinking la croix <laughs> you call me a pussy <laughs> <laughs> i don't
1: i don't i don't eat sugar dude <laughs> yeah la croix you should be living in venice beach <laughs> That's right, <laughs> but listen. I think some of it's in hindsight. We don't know. It's quite interesting at the end of each weekend. Well, I tell you what. Something that's quite interesting is if you're one of those people who's pro lockdown, it feels like people are trying to find the evidence that supports pro lockdown. What's like the worst evidence we can find? And then people who are like anti lockdown are trying to find the evidence that best supports their argument. And people just keep presenting
0: for their. Oh no, bias. It's, it's all crap. The numbers yeah. are crap either side. But to me, the proof is in the pudding. Right? We don't have piles of bodies. In North America or in the West, really, aside from Italy, because listen, Italy has a different problem. Okay. Italy's problem is Italy. Let, let's, if you remove Italy from the picture, right, we mm-hmm. don't have piles of bodies, right? You, yes, but Spain. It, it, listen, stuff is, it's, it's not like it's bad, but it's not terrible. And it's like less than other problems. So I, 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 I think, listen, it, if you just, Like and and you don't do this forcefully, I don't believe in anything forcefully, right? So if you're immune compromised, you know, listen, remove yourself from the picture. You should, right? Because this stuff is not a walk in the park either if you catch a bed, right? But for everybody else, I mean, let people assess their own risk, right? I mean, reality is that most people are not going to end up in an ICU. It's just, just, they won't. Uh, and, And, you know, like, Just, I think we're reaching a point now where the economical consequence of this is going to kill more people than the virus itself. People kill themselves, man, when they lose jobs.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're potentially right. I think even more so in parts of Africa, I think we're heading for... I think I saw on the BBC this morning where it's kind of the worst famine that the world has ever seen because yeah. of the potential breakdown of supply chains. I see that too. I do see all of that. Brazil is a disaster. Yeah. It is. But I also think one of the things I, I, I think is most important is, is, is that actually we, we won't really know. I don't think we will really know what this thing is for about a year. We won't have the true data because we don't really know. For example, they say not lots of people aren't dying. Well, we don't know if it would have been worse because if everyone had carried on, then the viral loads would increase. And we don't know what density has to do with something, what public uh, systems have to do. it. We don't know if, for example, one country, I I think I've read about 33 different strains now. We really don't know. How, how bad this will be. Yeah, but,
0: hindsight. you know, again, it's like, we, and we're never going to know, in you know, honesty, because you're also never going to know how many people carry the virus and were mm. uh, uh, completely asymptomatic. Because reality is, you can, it's going to be very hard. Well, one is PMR tests, right? So the, the blood test for viral load is useless because it's, I guess, like 30% error rate. And worst, after you had it, or before you had it, it doesn't show. So it's, it's, Completely pointless from from a statistical perspective here. And then the immune system markers right test, um, the spherology one, I think you only, depending on how bad you had it, uh, you're only going to show it for, I think, a few months after. Uh, And if you didn't get it badly enough, I think it doesn't even show at all. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the reality is that we're never going to know how many people have it to be able to do to do a CFR, right? So the, the, the death analysis on, on how many people die if they get it. Um, so again, the only way I see this playing out is, you know, you have to count the bodies, right? There really is no... It's like only people that got bad enough, you can truly know that they got it. And then, you know, you look at uh, like what kind of lockdown you had... And you try to extrapolate from that how many people got it, but still, it's it's
1: It's still hard. (laughs) I tell you what, I I tell you what. Like in hindsight, you can come up with strategies. Mm -hmm. And my hindsight Mm -hmm. is like, okay, it wouldn't have been a bad idea to say, look, we've got this, we've got this shit going on. We don't really understand it. We're gonna have a pause, right, for the next month. A pause. We're gonna recommend that if you're uh, immune compromised, that you stay at home, you stay away from people, you, you wear masks, we're non-essential business. This is a recommendation, you can still go to the park and exercise. During that period of time, we're gonna find out what we can find out. We're gonna build temporary hospitals. I, I yep. don't think some kind of kind of pause, which I've got to prepare. This is
0: this is all like this was all possible in January. Yeah, of course. China let like seven or four million people leave the country from Wuhan area. Yeah, I know, dude. So it's, it's, and Iran so did the like same. The problem is like, you, you know, people were talking about like, one is like Chinese racism. And two, they were sort of saying this is just a flu. This, this is the same people telling us to do lockdown now, right? So if all these morons had sort of locked down all airports and things like that in early January, fine. All these strategies could have worked, right? So we will sort of like, it's January 1st, we know shit's going down there let's close everything down for like 2 3 weeks, right? Everywhere? And, and then you can actually contain it. Right? But no, like it, it, i think the problem is like government is essentially running, right? on 4 weeks late response on everything. First they were forced 4 weeks 6 weeks late to to recognize the stuff is bad. And now they're doing lockdown 6 months to 6 weeks too late too. So it's almost like there's no point in any action that they do because they're so late.
1: Yeah, it, they're kind of some of them are kind of bold moves. Like, I, I mean, I'll criticize Trump if I think he's acting like a moron, but I also think at the time where he closed down flights to Europe, that was quite a bold move. When other people, and it was doing the correct like, move, it was the correct move. And people were like, You didn't do it soon enough. And I'm like, Well, they actually, were calling him racist at the time, yeah. P- p- what's her name, Nancy Polsky or whatever her name is. Um, but but at the same time, like, the, some of them are tough, like, bold moves. It's not like, Oh. You know, you should have learned the lesson from the pandemic three years ago. I mean, this is unprecedented. I know we've had... No, but see, it's not, right? Because here
0: in Canada, we had SARS here in Toronto. Toronto was like ground zero for SARS. And SARS was really deadly, right? That's why it didn't spread as much. Um, And I remember the hospitals here, everybody wearing hazmat suits, you know, we had the Rolling Stones play here for free after just see people come back. (laughs) You know, all that stuff. And, And like, you know, we have these amazing reports, right? Like amazing studies done on all the lessons learned, right? And these morons didn't take any of the lessons and apply. It's like, you know, we didn't have a stockpile of masks or anything after SARS. How? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've had that problem in the UK as well. We
1: don't have a stockpile of fucking anything.
0: <laughs> well, it's because hospitals don't want don't to run supplies, right? They don't want to keep all this expensive stuff that expires. Yeah. Because, anyways, it, it's over. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anyway, when did we I'm first meet? I'm tired of the virus. Yeah, fuck what? the virus.
1: When did we first meet? It was it was a Consensus last year? We did in New York. We in had
0: person? No, I never go to Consensus. It's I, too shitcoin for well, me. I
1: would, I, but I thought, I, I thought we met at dinner at New York.
0: Yeah, it was MCC. It yeah, was, yeah. I yeah, think, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, same time.
0: That's right. Yeah. I gave you shit for yeah. having, uh, I think, Ver on or something. you, you came up and you
1: started fucking yelling at me like, were you fucking?" <laughs> right. I was like, "I don't have, I don't have shit corners on my show anymore." <laughs> you gave me a load of shit, man. <laughs>
0: that was great. Uh, it was, it was fun drinking with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. All right, but anyway, listen, look, let's, let's, we're gonna do some hardcore Bitcoin shit. I said for a while I wanted to cover Bitcoin purity with you because you're a purist. You provide the purity products in the market.
0: You can't store ETH. Yeah, but it's funny. I I I have not announced a purity in myself. Like I I do not believe in purity tests for Bitcoin.
1: But you can't store ETH on a cold card.
0: Yeah, it's a market. It's a market problem. It's not a. a, a for me, all this this moral questions around shit coins are are, are market problems, not not moral questions.
1: Where, where do you stand on stable coins?
0: I like stable coins a lot, yeah, me too. I just don't like them on ethereum, but I like stable coins.
1: Where else could they go? Is there another way of doing
0: it they, they are there is stable coins now on liquid there's stable coins on mix of stuff I mean technically they're all a little on the weird side right but yeah. uh but they serve a purpose uh they really do uh, they they are a great place for you to to store uh so 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 let's say i I mean let's say you're you're a more rational actor, right so you're not like a a a huddler of less resort right You could make the case that that's the rational or not rational, but let's just go with the with the more sort of middle ground, more mainstream way of looking at investments right mm-hmm. Let's say bitcoin price pumps really high right and and you want to take some profit even to rebuy at the bottom, right not even to hold fiat after. You know, it may not be in your interest to get USD, actual USD in your bank account, right? Let's say you have companies in different countries, you have whatever you do, or your country doesn't let you, say, uh, you know, sort yourself out uh, once you do that Bitcoin liquidation. So if you liquidate into stablecoin, you can hold it yourself at least, even if there is counterparty risk a shit ton of it, Mm -hmm. uh, you can at least hold it yourself. While Bitcoin does its thing and then you rebuy at the bottom, right? So so that's just one example of, of how good it is. Yeah, someone uh, said to one,
1: me uh, the other day is like also right now, because banks hold, was it like 3%? Something like 3% of the reserves are actually in cash. Is that, is that about right? Um, I, no. I mean, physical I mean, cash. If there's a run on the bank, you can't get to your cash. Something yeah, I like, mean. Just hold it in a stable coin, like hold some. What, what's the reserve?
0: Coin. There is no such thing anymore. Yeah, I know. I but think it's like point can... like two or something. I, it doesn't matter. Like these guys will just print whatever it is. And
1: but it would be helpful, maybe like say you had ten thousand dollars in the bank. Maybe you have like put two thousand of that in cash in your house, and maybe you have two thousand in in a stable coin.
0: Sure. I mean, but to to be fair though, if you're set up to have fiat, like cash fiat. Go with cash fiat over stablecoin. Stablecoin is only interesting if you're trying to trade, evade taxes, you know, skip censorship, other things, while remaining in a stable value.
1: Yeah, or, yeah, maybe also sending. I, th- I think it's sometimes it's it, it can be useful for remittance as well. Like if you want to get some sure to someone. yeah, that's escape
0: censorship, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, no, but also, like, it's not even escape censorship, just, like, ease. Just the ease.
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, I put that in the in the category of escaping censorship because what causes the friction in traditional remittance uh, systems is censorship.
1: Yeah, it's the bank, yeah, yeah. The do well, you know what I mean? It's not,
0: not really oh, the oh. banks, right? It's the government that doesn't want to let the banks, because the banks want to fucking do it.
1: No, but sometimes like the banks are slow, like you can't do things yeah. on a weekend or something as well. So no, I get it. So anyway, listen, man, can you take me back? I don't, I don't do these normally for a while, but I, I want to. Uh, it's going to be helpful for today. Take me. Can you do me your Bitcoin backstory when it started?
0: Um, so it was the slash dot article in 2010, I think. Damn. It's been a while. Way back. Uh, and uh, you know, it looked interesting. It also looked completely insane, <laughs> unlikely <laughs> to happen. <laughs> uh, of course, I didn't buy it right away, and uh, I, I kept on following it and sort of playing around. And and then you know, I got some. I sent it around. It was interesting. Then I built uh, a blockchain explorer to learn about it uh, with uh, Peter, my business partner, and then uh, and then we built uh, Bitcoin debit cards. Uh, way back then, I think it was uh, twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. A little too early. Uh, we built the debit machines. We had them in like many different countries. They were actually designed for people to do uh, in person exchanges and remittances, like Western Union, by leveraging the cash float of the of the grocery store, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But then using Bitcoin as the rail, and uh, that we closed down years later, and, uh, and then we sort of focused more on the, you know, we were back in for some exchanges, we were going like multi-sig wallets for users, all kinds of stuff, we, we, were, we were very featureful <laughs> wallet. <laughs> but what was it to you? Like, What, what appealed to you about it? I, it was, I, I mean, what really truly hooked me up to it was my first transaction. It, it was like uh, between me and my business partner and I I, I, I sent uh, like a little bit of coin and, and it was like, like holy shit. It was truly a holy shit moment. It was like, mm. I, I just, there is value in the computer. Like the, the value is mine. It's not like I'm deducting my PayPal and sending it to you, right? Like it, the realization that that was possible to just send a little bit of money between me and another person without any third party. It, it was like, m- like mind blowing. I just, it was like, okay, I, I need to build something on top of this. Like, it was immediate. Yeah.
1: And were you, were you always Bitcoin only or did you like look at shit coins at all? Were you clear um, from the stuff? You no, know,
0: of course. I, I, had, I had a few shit coins. I think I might still have uh, some dead barbecue coin in a hard drive. <laughs> I was, I was, a, uh, uh, I was uh, a fan of Litecoin for a while. Not not because of any technical reasons on it uh it's because i I believed in those days uh you you could kill bitcoin still right by making it illegal right okay. so the idea of having a secondary secure cryptocurrency as well so that you could so so you could change rails right uh, in case bitcoin was illegalized uh it was it was very interesting uh I like the idea of just having alternatives too right and, and uh, and at least in those days, you could see some coins trying to 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 just take the torch by offering some different technology, right? Mm. Uh, and, and then it was just a slew of scams. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I just sort of slowly completely lost interest in anything. Ethereum, when it came to me way back before it launched, uh, I was like, this is very stupid. <laughs> 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 so I never bought it, never owned it really regret not buying founder shares just to dump it after. But uh, but aside from that, uh, it's just, I, I just, just, just from like a like a, a very rational sort of like a monetary or, or financial planning, uh, I, I find the shit coins, unless you're a scammer or at the bottom of the scan or, or using or leveraging them to do trading, it's uninteresting to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people go through that. Shitcoin phase—you almost have to. I think I, I always actually—I'm always surprised if somebody hasn't done it. If they just arrive and go, "Yeah, Bitcoin's king. Yeah, ev- everything else doesn't matter." I completely get it. I mean, I went through it for like six months to a year of figuring it out. I, th- I, I always—I'm always surprised when people don't. But it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, it's like experimenting is important. Like you—you yeah. you need to arrive at the conclusion by yourself. Uh, otherwise, you are just—you're gonna wreck yourself.
1: Exactly, exactly. All right, cool. And then the, the, what I'm getting at is like the thing I want to talk to you most about is just a couple of things I've been wrestling with recently is that kind of like what actually is Bitcoin for? Because the, there seems to be lots of different kind of narratives and, and things that people want to do and their objectives are. And there's very much this kind of like freedom, take down the banks, hyper Bitcoinization, Austrian economics, libertarian, blah, blah, blah. But also, at the same time, I'm like, is this just a group of people who are trying to use Bitcoin as a tool, or is this what Bitcoin should be?
0: And That's what uh, I'm running
1: into right now.
0: Yeah. So Bitcoin is whatever the fuck you want Bitcoin to be. Yeah. That's it's what money, I think. It, it, and money is none of anybody else's business but yours, right? I, I, I truly, truly get like I get triggered. <laughs> <laughs> when when people force their preferences on me in regards to money, right? There is one crowd that forked actually and, and lost the battle, right? Lost the market, uh, who believes Bitcoin is just cash. Yeah. Uh, and, and there is the crowd who who sort of like uh is very intense about store of value. The the difference between the two is is that um, the store of value people are right. It's just that it's store of value plus cash, right? But Bitcoin cannot be cash without store of value. So it's very important to, to make that distinction. Uh, and, and the reason why the store of value people get taken seriously and the cash only people don't get taken seriously. It's just that the, the cash people need to understand that without store of value, there's no cash.
1: Well, I, think they, I actually think they feel the same. I actually think they kind of feel the same, because otherwise, why would they invest and hold it if they didn't think it would go up?
0: Yeah, but but, but it's, I find that uh, a lot of the cash people are the people who don't comprehend Bitcoin technically. Yeah, really, technically well enough. It, yeah, it's I, like they, they're less technical people.
1: Yeah, but, I, but not... <laughs> That's not always true. I'm less technical. You know that. Everyone knows that. I don't know shit about the tech. But I I I know. Talk about people
0: to cash people.
1: Yeah, but I think also I think sometimes people just follow a narrative. They've born into a narrative and once they're there, they're, they 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 struggle to change their opinion. But I still think they believe it it's almost like it's almost like both believe is a store of value and cash, they're just the weightings are different. Right? The B cashers, they they believe it's peer to peer cash, but like they must believe it's part store of value if they think it's gonna go up.
0: But but see, I, I think I, I the reason why I don't even bother the big cash people is because they 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 were they're sold the scam essentially, right? And now yeah. it's in their interest to perpetuate that so they don't lose their bags. Of course. So it's kind of hopeless to even bother with them. What what I'm, I guess what I'm referring to is the people who use Bitcoin Bitcoin and keep on telling everybody to buy stuff with Bitcoin. Like I don't even consider the big cash people part of the conversation anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like a, a few sort it's like it's like they're a religious sect that just sort of lost. Right? <laughs> it's like it's like you know, like a few like you know, like Irish dudes still trying to, to run some Gaelic religion all the way up there, and that's it, right? Like, I mean it's like sorry, buddy, you know, your thing is cool and all, but like, you know, nobody followed it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting to me is, is like the, the, the amount of people that still try to force their preferences on Bitcoiners and, and partake in the Bitcoin ecosystem, right? Yes. Um, and, and I think a lot of that partly is because of their poor business decisions. Um, I think a lot of, a lot of uh, business... And this is why so many people went to the, uh, the 2X agreement or, or a lot of the big businesses wanted. To do the, the block increase is because, like, you know, higher transaction fees are a problem if your business is commerce, right? Um, and, and they, you know, rightfully, wrongly, they couldn't wait for us to have SegWit or wait for Lightning Network, right, to, to sort of solve that problem. But money doesn't give a shit if you can't sell your hats for Bitcoin to the 10 people that want a hat for Bitcoin right? Uh, Because the fees are high. It's like, (laughs) and you can scream as much as you want on Twitter, right? And it's not going to change because the economical actors in Bitcoin are, are, are like, they will enforce, right? All the economical notes, they will enforce a sound monetary policy here. And that's not going to change. I think that's the, the problem, right? It's like, so so these people made a bad business decision to their fault or not, but they are perpetuating it. Um, but did they, it, sorry, did they make a bad business decision or did they make a business decision
1: and then down down the road things changed and then they realized see, it wasn't going to work?
0: See, if you're technically, if, if you're technical or technically understanding of Bitcoin, you would know that fees goes up as number go up. Those things go together. This is, this is, this is not exactly complicated science here. You have a limited resource, which is a block size, right? If the price goes up, whatever fits in there <laughs> goes up in price on fees. Like that's it. So if you built a whole business around uh, um, selling hats uh, uh, for Bitcoin, and the price goes up, one is that customers are not interested as much in Letting go of their of their store of value, the price go up for their hats, right? And and, and two, it's gonna cost more for the very few that somehow, for whatever irrational reason, uh, they want to to exchange their their gold for a hat, right? Yeah,
1: see, but you you, put- can, you you can also see how people like read the white paper and thought, oh, this is better money for me to sell my hats online because there's a uh- we can get rid of uh, reversing transactions and you know, the, the cost of mediation. But there is no market. So high. Yeah, I'm just saying I, it's like, but, but you can see how people wanted to get involved and experiment and try things. Sure. I get that. I mean.
0: You can experiment all you want. You should experiment. Just don't expect other people to change the whole monetary system of a, a system to fit your head sales? No, I no,
1: I agree with you. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I'm not sure it was a bad business decision. I just think people created a business and then they discovered the reality of it later on. And I think it was probably right. more that it's just just as Bitcoin grew. These, you know these these are the people that supported early growth of Bitcoin. Whether it's someone creating a Silk Road or selling hats. Listen, you know, I've they, been
0: selling shit for Bitcoin for like almost a decade now. Right? Yeah, man. I, I had to go through the fees problem. You know, we were running uh, like like no fees, no transaction fee. We were actually eating the transaction fee cost for many years on CoinKite because it was part of the the customer experience, right? Like we don't want to have to explain to people even what fee is. So it's so cheap, they're like fuck it, we just pay for it, and it's just gonna be embedded in in like whatever transa- like monthly cost we have for them anyways. Uh, but then the price got higher and higher and higher, right? So it started costing us money. So we had to sort of pass that to the customer. Uh, you know, it, it sucks that you have to to adapt uh, your business to the system, but that's just the reality, right? I mean, I can't I can't <laughs> I can't change the, the monetary system I'm in, which is that's the feature, not the bug.
1: But I get what you're saying, right? Like it Bitcoin is Bitcoin is whatever you want it to be, whatever your use case is. Yeah. Even if you're Kim Jong-un wanting to buy parts for your nuclear weapons, it's there for you to use if you want. And if you're a weed head and you want to buy weed, or if you're uh, a libertarian and you want to take down the central banks, you can kind That's of right. use it for what you want.
0: Exactly. I mean, and, and what's beautiful about Bitcoin is that the game theory is it's like everybody has its opposing uh, needs and opposing sort of views, Uh, they keep each other honest in making sure that the system doesn't break, right? And then we have the number go up technology that keeps everybody interested in it. It's a truly beautiful system.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I covered that with, I think I was talking with Dan Herald and we were talking about the monetary policy, saying how beautifully elegant and simple it really is.
0: Yeah, it really is. You, you use greed as a way of maintaining interest in security, right? Uh-huh. Because that's really that's all that there is for miners here, right? It's like future price of Bitcoin, right? Because they're going to try to keep as much as they can and sell later.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then you have everybody else in the system either using for the non-censorship or for number go up to It's like, and everybody keeps each other honest, it, it, it's, it's amazing.
1: Next up, I talked to Rodolfo more about Bitcoin purity and narratives. But before that, I've got a message from my absolutely fucking amazing sponsors. So firstly, let's talk about Kraken. They put the power in your hands to buy, sell and trade Bitcoin. And in these strange times, where governments have printed unprecedented amounts of money, many people are considering Bitcoin as an insurance. Many are considering it as an option. And right now, there is no better place to buy Bitcoin than Kraken. And you know what? They get it. They are on a hiring frenzy. Things are growing for Kraken. Now, at Kraken.com, it could not be easier to sign up and buy Bitcoin. And you also have access to their beautiful mobile first app so you can buy Bitcoin on the go. With their world-class security, they are the most trusted cryptocurrency exchange on the market. And with their 24-7, 365 customer support, they can help you with any issues, whoever you are or wherever you are there is no better place to trade Bitcoin. Find out more at Kraken.com or download the app, which is available for the iPhone and Android. Just search for Kraken Pro, which is K-R-A-K-E-N-P-R-O. Also, today we're going to finish off with my longest ever sponsor, the amazing BlockFi, the future of Bitcoin and financial services. And if you did not check out my show recently with Zach and Flory, the co-founders, you want to go and check that out. They get a lot of criticism, a lot of people pointing fingers at them with regard to their services and how they would handle massive market volatility. Well, we've just been through the most volatile period the markets have ever seen. We went to negative oil prices. I didn't even know that was possible, but clearly it is. But BlockFi rode this out like legends. Their risk management procedures absolutely crushed it. So go and check that show out. And listen, if you want to find out more about BlockFi, They've got two great products on the market. They've got their interest accounts, which lets you put your crypto to work and earn monthly interest payments with your Bitcoin. And with their crypto-backed loans, you can access liquidity without selling by using your crypto as collateral. You can unlock up to 50% of the value of your assets in USD. Now, if you're interested in checking out BlockFi, I always recommend doing your own research. And then head over to BlockFi.com, which is B-L-O-C-K-F-I.com. I still like wrestle though with what is it like when people ask me, "What is it for?" Because it's a really tough sell to go to people and say, "Well, it's a way to take down the government."
0: (laughs) I mean, it's the best, like the best way, the most peaceful and best way of of getting rid of of government is by defunding government, right? Of course, and that's what Bitcoin does. It removes their power over money. Uh, They can't. They can't print uh, away my value that is held in Bitcoin, right? That That's super powerful.
1: Yeah, but it's a tough sell.
0: Yeah, I mean, most people don't want personal responsibility, right? That's no, the they reality.
1: Don't. They don't. That's the thing. They don't. They don't. And actually, in some ways, we may force it on people. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I don't want I, this Bitcoin shit. Well, look, the government's, the government's, government's <laughs> collapsing now. The government's got any money. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to have to use this Bitcoin. But I want a fucking bank account. No, you, there's no bank accounts anymore. That's that
0: right. You yeah, no, a it, it's, 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 um, I guess it's, well, see, like way back in the day, hundreds of years ago, right? Uh, you had, you had forced personal responsibility, right? If you don't wake up to take the crops, to feed your pigs, you, you know, you don't eat. If you don't wash your clothes in the, in the little river, you know, you don't have clean clothes, right? Like, it, it's like there was no, subsidy for stuff because there was there was no like ticket for you to get some food delivered to your house right like there there is there, there was very hard to have social services in a world where things were a lot more decentralized right you know there, there was a massive benefit right in centralization of of, of government and like I, I you could make the case that you know modern monetary policy did help uh, a large chunk of the world get off poverty. you could also make the case that you ruined the life of the middle class in places that were not poor it's complicated i don't have answers for that i'm not an economics professor um and I also don't have a lot of interest <laughs> in, in in like you know in uh, uh in, in economics masturbation but uh I think that uh, bitcoin. You know, we'll force personal responsibility on people if it is successful because you know, you're gonna
1: what do you you're mean? You have to save in it. What it already is, it already is successful. I'm like beyond the if now, like it's here 11 years, people are using it. It's worth it's dude, it's worth like nearly seven thousand dollars. It was at twenty thousand dollars. Like, I'm already like, it's successful. Not every no, it, it technology is, is quite lists, amazing. Yeah, not every technology lives forever, right? You know, if it lasts another five years, okay, his lifespan was 16 years. It didn't fail. It it certainly succeeded for over a decade, and then its its time has come. But if it's 100 years... Which year
0: were you buying party favors on the internet?
1: Buying what?
0: Which year were you buying party favors on the internet?
1: 2013.
0: 2013. So that was about, uh, what, 200 bucks?
1: No, like I think it was like... I think my first Bitcoin might have... Been about 100. Oh, no, I'm doing pounds. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's about, I'm like 140 bucks, pounds, right? about 140 pounds. About
0: 140 pounds. Yeah. So, so imagine sitting in those days, right? Thinking, like, I, I remember, like, thinking the dream, Can you imagine if this thing crosses a thousand dollars? Right. It did a can few months later. Ma- it's like, and like people making, like, you know, thinking, like, shit. You know, imagine like Bitcoin is gonna moon at five thousand, <laughs> like, and it's like, and we're like sitting, like you know, like way past that now, sort of you know, waiting for the next bull run, and and, and I and I think like one of the reasons why there's certainty in some form of bull run after the happening is because it's gonna cost more to to protect it. It's gonna cost more to mine it, period. right? Like by half, so you know. <laughs> it's like we have this amazing thing that goes up ten x every two three years, uh, that that could change the world, and and it's worth a lot now. There's a lot of good people in the world now with millions of dollars to, to spend on good things. Uh, it's uh it's fascinating. But if if like the goal is the goal is to take down the
1: banks, and take down the government. I keep thinking about as I've, I've been kind of toying with this idea of Bitcoin generals and soldiers, trying to separate those who are the the Tor running, um, node operating, hardcore, technical Bitcoiners who understand how the protocol works. From those who are like, my friends are like, yeah, I want some Bitcoin. It's like, okay, we'll go and crack and and get yourself a, a ledger or a Trezor.
0: Yeah, fuck that. Those things are That's shit. It. Use a cold card. <laughs> a keep key. Yeah. Oof. that one is really bad. So you get one. You, but what
1: I'm saying is, you, you 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 get a hardware wallet. You do that, and you're fine, and you're safe, right? Not not every single person has to be an anarcho-capitalist, government-hating, yeah, sure. tour-operating like this. This purity level is such a high but bar. See,
0: most people want to be sheep forever. The, yeah. the only see this is the main difference, okay? And this is, but can we do no, this? No, but this is cheap. this is so important. Okay, the difference between Bitcoin monetary system, okay, and the fiat monetary system is that if you want to be a general, you don't need permission. You can just go and be a general on Bitcoin. Yeah. If you want to be a general in fiat system, you can't. You're not allowed. Okay. So yeah. it's important that we always remember that when we're talking about. Like Bitcoin sort of like, I hate this whole influencer thing, this whole idea of like inferring that some people are specialists or whatever, right? The difference is Bitcoin allow you to do your own research, be your own bank if you want to. Nobody's forcing you either way, right? It's just that like on other systems, you're literally not allowed, right? You're not allowed to even take a large amount of money out of the bank, they won't let you, right? You have to do paperwork. You have to do the installments, whatever you want, right? Try walking to your branch and try to get fifty grand out of your bank account. Fuck, even yeah, five thousand no, dollars they won't let you,
1: dude. I'm, dude. When I wanted to get three thousand, I was like, "What do you want it for?" And I was like, "I'm not telling." Excuse you. me, <laughs> right? Yeah, they're like, "What do, you, what do you want?" I was like, "Do I have to tell you?" I was like, "No." I am not telling." It's you. so
0: amazing, isn't it? Like when you. When you're in Bitcoin for long enough, right? And you interact with traditional fiat systems, like you get offended, right? Like it's like it's weird, right? Like yeah. people like but, but why do you want the money for? It? Wait, excuse me? <laughs> like what? It's my money. Get the fuck out. <laughs> but can we do this with sheep, right? Can we do it with sheep as well? No, you can't. It's not going to change.
1: So, so so everybody has to be a general.
0: No. So 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 this is the thing, right? I I, I I used to have more hope when I was younger for more optimism in terms of like a larger part of society being more interested in personal responsibility, but i I think the ratio is going to remain the same. The, I, I, irrelevant to each system we have so well, what do you think the ratio is well it, it's I, I don't have a number but but like what rough. i'm no say like you know five percent of the whole world population is interested in, in financial things. Let's put it this way. And then it's yeah, just, yeah. and then it's smaller percentages from there to what level, right? So, so let's say, let's say we, 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 we just successfully, peacefully move on to a Bitcoin standard, right? In the world. Probably not going to happen this way, but let's say that's what happens, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um So I think, Eighty percent of the population will still have their coins on Coinbase, right, or whatever. That will be system. their new bank. Exactly, right. And and if they're going to run fractional, they're going to do all kinds of shenanigans, right? KYC and all that stuff. So and, and but at least at least you'll be by choice. So what's cool about that is that we're going to have market solutions for this, which is Coinbase will go bankrupt for whatever reason, right? And then those people are going to get racked. So next time around, those people are going to hold their own. So at least you have the choice, right? So this is the first time in human history that we have access to a hard money that's digital. So um, before, you you know, like you had to, if you wanted something that was not sitting as a pile of gold in your house, as a store of value, right? You would buy stocks. You'd buy ETFs, you buy whatever, right? Like some some financialized thing. And and that's how you held your value. But those are at the peril of censorship or whatever, right? They're all completely managed by a central entity. Now, Bitcoin allows you now to, to hold value by yourself in a much more safe way, right? Like it's much safer to hold. Say, you know, you have your, your cold card with your million dollars worth of Bitcoin, right? We, you know, it, it's very hard for you to hold a million dollars of gold at home, right? You're going to probably get racked. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's heavy. Um, <laughs> and, and not just that, I mean, you're going to have to have guns. You're going to have to have like, like a, a secure room for it. You're going to have to have like gold has an insane cost for logistics. Right? No, and I think, get all this,
1: but 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 the point I'm making, dude, is like, if we if we want this Bitcoin to take over, do do we need to rely on everybody running a node, operating
0: tour? No, no, we it, don't. No, that's the point. So we don't that, at that's all. What
1: that's why. That's I mean. Do we have
0: like? Do we have the generals? The the Rodolfo's? No, no, the, no. The no o, that's the Baudel's. No. So I I think that's the wrong way of of looking at this. Yeah. It, it's like, think about more like Bitcoin. Think more about Ronins, right? So you have you have essentially because general it implies that you you have a hierarchy of 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 importance. You have there is no hierarchy. There's nothing right. There's no centralized control. You can have people who are essentially samurais, right, running out there, <laughs> you, you know, like maintaining the order of things, right, by running the node by running. Uh, and it's in their economical interest. And this is the main difference here. This is why it's so important, right? They're not being told to, to take a party line, right? Like a general. If you have Bitcoin and if you have a meaningful amount of Bitcoin, it is in your economical interest, right, to keep the network honest by running a node. And if you have a meaningful amount of Bitcoin, it is in your interest to remain private, right? To to use Tor. So the the money go up technology, right? Keeps everybody in, in this in in the, it's like it incentivizes you to do the right thing, right? And, it, and it's completely selfish, completely selfish. It's none of this kumbaya bullshit that that never works, right? Because he, he, when you build a system on pure kumbaya, right, on 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 pure uh, uh, benevolence, uh, then eventually people for Whatever circumstances, we'll cheat, right? So, so I'll put it this way, right? So, let's say like Bill Gates, right? Everybody loves to love him in the in the mainstream about his his uh, benevolence with his cash, right? Which guy has a lot, um, yeah, man. So, but but let's say now that this guy is being coerced, or. You know, or you're a rich person and you're trying to help the world or whatever, and and you have the keys to the monetary system somehow, right? And you're a very good guy, and then say you run out of money for your stupid uh, coke problem, and then and then say you know like a, a family friend or whatever has cancer, and now you have to change the monetary system to steal a little bit to save somebody's life. Right, it, it's like, it doesn't have to be nefarious. It's just that you don't want people with control over anything because people's life circumstances, moral compass changes, right? So Bitcoin keeps everybody honest with pure selfishness, right? A pure economical interest, self-interest, and self-interest is very important in this sense. It, it, it's much more efficient. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is like.
1: I'm quite happy. Especially during this process now where we're seeing a lot of money printing. And actually, funny enough, I have had a few people in the last two weeks come to me and say, Oh, what's going on with this Bitcoin thing? Can you tell me a bit about it? Like I'm just seeing the interest pick up. So but I'm not like I don't even tell them about nodes. I don't even care. I don't care if they run a node and and other people this really pisses people off, but I don't. I'm like I don't give a shit either. Yeah, just get on get on Kraken, go and buy some Bitcoin. Get yourself a hardware wallet. Definitely a Ledger or a Trezor, without doubt. Those those two are the best two. Fuck get...
0: you. <laughs> Definitely get one of those two. For the people that don't um, know, I am a manufacturer of a hardware wallet.
1: <laughs> no, just buy a fucking cold card. It's the best looking one on the lot as well. But, but what I'm saying is, get a, get a hardware wallet. Well, actually, even not. Look, if someone was buying, their don't first get a hardware wallet
0: in the beginning. There is no point.
1: Yeah, even if you if you I would I would be like if you're buying a hundred dollars, is it even bad at a hundred dollars to say just keep it on so, exchange?
0: There is there's is a couple different things here, right? So you should follow what your economic interests require, right? Yeah, so as your as your money grows, you improve your security, right? You go and you get a cold card and you do it all you know air gapped, cold, and, and you're all safe and stuff. But until then, you know say say you have no plans of buying more right you just bought 50 bucks and you know it, it's if you're curious and you should be curious you will explore how Bitcoin works and you're gonna explore how to keep it safe and all that stuff right if not then then take the risk that you find appropriate to the size of your hodo right yeah if it's 50 bucks and in your mind you don't care and you want to just See on an exchange well then leave it there it's not my business yeah. how you keep it i think I think there's a difference though it's just we have a bunch of people in this space right who have been wrecked themselves or have seen their friends be racked by uh non self custody of the coins right mm-hmm. so you know out of out of benevolence or or uh, out of like just moral n- uh, morals like you, you know like we have an incentive or or we, we just don't want to see people react right cool. so yeah, we completely so, agree so we keep on pushing people to run their own nodes to, to do the hardware wallet thing you, you know to sort of be safe but we can't tell you what to do with your money and and how to 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 calculate your risks right I, I think it's just prudent for you to at least make a risk assessment right of of like the time and money to secure it versus how much you have to lose, right? Because reality is, this is extremely fungible digital money. So somebody can very easily take it from you or from an exchange, right? Now, I mean, listen, this is what made me do what I do for a living, right? It's like I was running a web wallet that had multi-sig for customers, Right. We close our system down. I had to keep my stuff somewhere. I had friends that had to keep their stuff somewhere. I had, uh, like other people approach me that had to keep it somewhere. I didn't like the hardware wallets in the market. I built a better hardware wallet, in my opinion, and, and then you know we use it to keep our stuff safe, right? Um, but it was all out of necessity, was not out of a hobby, and I think that's a very interesting sort of important approach i mean in my opinion to life in general it's like you have to assess risk in life and you have to mitigate that in a sort of more like thoughtful way right i think that comes from personal responsibility in regards to your finances right and i think people just been you know unfortunately schools have like all teachers are socialists Like uh, you find one that's not right. But like essentially all the teachers are unionized socialists. Right. And they Mm -hmm. teach kids not to have any personal responsibility. Right. Oh, it's not your fault. Oh, you you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, Collective bargaining, the teachers are always striking in every freaking country of the world, right? So they, they they strike to get more money and the government shouldn't fire them and blah, 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 right? So we start teaching kids very early that there is no consequences or there is no reality of resources in the world, right? Um, mm-hmm. And people grow up with that, right? So they grow up with their, their pensions being managed by the government, they grow up with their salary coming from an employer from the sky somewhere that just shows up in their bank account. And so it's very hard to take people from that place where it seems like everything is just done for them and is done well, right, into a place where essentially you have shotguns in a carriage crossing U.S. with the Indians shooting at you, right? (laughs) That's what Bitcoin is. (laughs) It's like Wells Fargo crossing America in the freaking, you know, in the the 1600s, right? Like it feels that way. Uh, So I think unless there is necessity, it's going to be very hard to take the average person into this process.
1: No, I mean, it's like you can sell some very easy, simple messages like, well, if the government keeps printing money, then we can look historically and your buying power's dropped, so perhaps you want to put a little bit into Bitcoin as a hedge or an yep. insurance. Um, and, you know, perhaps if you're buying like $100, $200, $300, you can leave on exchange. But look, if you're not going to leave it on exchange, perhaps you should think about a hardware wallet and you know, go to that next step. But this, this seems to be this like brutal, I'm more Bitcoin than you thing, where it's like you've got to run a tour. You've got to have an operator a node and... And I just don't think... I just think it's a tough sell to get people there.
0: So, again, this is the beautiful thing about Bitcoin. It's voluntary, right? So yeah, you don't course. have to listen. You don't have to listen to the people pushing purity on you. You don't have mm. to. You can tell them, go fuck yourself. Right? Like, fuck yourself. I don't give don't a fuck. You don't I say that. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, seriously, it's like, it's like, it doesn't matter what they say. It's your money. You control it however you want. Now, it's also... Like they're also free to laugh at you when you get racked, right? Because you lost your money in an exchange, or because or or, or worse, right? Like for example, through the through the fork wars, right? The last fork wars around the big cash split and stuff, right? If you were not holding, like if you didn't have a full node up to date, you could have taken the wrong fork and then you screw yourself, right? So and and then like you know, people don't want to be in a place where they're laughing at you either. So, yeah. and, and I think like, you know, you see enough people getting racked the same way, you know, you see enough people getting sick, right? Like you feel some responsibility towards others is a very human thing. Um, I, I think I think it's a very hard balance to strike between pushing people towards the right direction and, and not being too preachy or too much of a dick.
1: Yeah, that's, it's, that's very it, it's hard. That right
0: balance, but the, you know, but fuck, man, Twitter is like the worst medium for nuance. <laughs> there is no nuance <laughs> on Twitter. It's like the literal <laughs> opposite. Yeah, I know that, dude. I've
1: experienced it, that a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, I used to be of the mindset of don't block people and stuff, but you know what? Nowadays, just fuck it. You know, honestly, like there is people that are just not worth my time. Um, yeah.
1: Like I have it when the the, the taco plebs.
0: <laughs> I mean, so I and I think I think it's also important for people to realize, and and I I think I think you you got screwed at that just just a couple days ago. It's Fucking like,
1: hell, how did you follow so, that? That, that? So was yeah, mad. no, that's
0: why I made that tweet. Don't release your business numbers. So what people don't realize is that people have different uh, different circumstances in their lives, right? So there's people out there where you, you know, like say. Twenty dollars is a massive amount of money, right? Uh-huh. Uh, so when you talk about your your business numbers, it's a business, right? They don't have context, right, to understand that a business needs cash flow and it has mm-hmm. costs and it has to prepare for months after or before. So, so you know, and then if you show that you know, like the margin on a product is X, right? They're gonna think that it's all profit on your pocket, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah, not yeah. like future investment in R and D or whatever. But then, you know, if you show you're losing money, people are gonna lose respect for the product too. So, there is no winning <laughs> when I know, you I know. and being transparent like that. I, I don't think it's a it's a prude business decision. Plus, it's another yeah. thing too. It's nice. It's your competitor shouldn't know how much you're selling, how much profit you make, because they're gonna adapt their strategies based on that too. So uh yeah, but you know what it was, right? The, the reason I did it is
1: because back when it was like December 18, I just kept getting called a scammer all the fucking time. I was like, "How am I a scammer? I'm not. I'm not even making any money. Oh, you're promoting scammers." Blah blah blah. So when I got my first couple of checks, I was like, "You know, I'm just gonna be completely transparent. Not tell what, what the value of each check is, but here's who I work with. Here's how I'm getting paid. This is where I'm spending my money on." like but also it's kind of cool to show the journey say look this is where i'm trying to take it like i want to do videos so like this is where i'm investing the money and but all it does is like there's like this one percent of fucking people who just get triggered by it and they're like he's making too much money and that's i was like aren't we aren't 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 we free market people here
0: (laughs) yeah no it's like one it's like it's none of your fucking business right that's one of the reasons why releasing business numbers shouldn't be done but but if you do release it, be expect to have some feedback.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, look, and, I'm, 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 and I'm fine um, with that. It is what it is. I might but, leave it. I don't know. I'm, I'm in an iron.
0: But I think I think the main the main thing is it's uh I think there is a, a certain a certain level of jealousy, right? Like people are in different circumstances in their life, especially if they're young and, and fucked, right? I mean, that's just part of being young and beginning your professional mm-hmm. career. Um So some of some of that frustration will probably be put on somebody that's successful. That's a very common thing that happens. Mm -hmm. You know, the other thing again is just the the, just no concept, no context of 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 like actual money and accounting for business. Right. Like just just none. It's just in their mind, it's like check goes to bank. From bank goes to party, like do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, they don't understand. There's a the whole middle there between check in the bank and
1: then and then, you know out of the and, bank. Yeah, and the two and a half years of working eighty yeah, hours I mean, a week, and you
0: and, should and, make money, dude. You should make a fuck ton of profit. Like hopefully. profit is a great fucking thing. It's like that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Bitcoin is a capitalist tool, man. Exactly. It's like it's not fucking socialism.
1: Yeah, but that's where some of this hypocrisy comes in in Bitcoin. That kind of pisses me off. It's this, this, this like we're fucking free market libertarians. Look, someone's making some money. Let's destroy them. Let's tear them down. You can't fucking make money. It's like what, what, what,
0: what? What are we doing here? Yeah, it, it, it's um, you know, it's uh, that's why I'm proud to be a monomiac. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man, listen look, tell, tell me what's going on with uh, with your company at the moment what's going on with cold
0: car and everything else um so uh, we we you know we launched mark 3 I think almost a year ago now it still remains unpound which is pretty cool there's people out mm-hmm. there with you know million dollar labs trying to break it to embarrass us but uh, they they so far have not been successful which is a lot of fun mm-hmm. we're working on our next version they'll come out in a some time from now, quite some time.
1: Um, how many do you work on it? How, how how many people is it? Literally just you and your partner, or is it like a no? Whole
0: team? We no, we have consult. We have like like other people that do stuff with us. We also have a, a factory north of here. Oh. Uh, we make all the stuff here in Canada, which is which is a lot of fun, and uh, it, it's like uh, this is this is like it's a weird project, right? Because after we closed down our last sort of services, the keeping the business open, but we closed down all the, the services we had. We had like about $4 billion worth of Bitcoin deposits. Um, what? And it was, you know, it, it was fun closing it down, making sure everybody got it all back and stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. a, a huge chunk of it was in multi-sig. So we we designed it in a way we couldn't run away with it. But that that was a lot of fun. You, you know, I I really don't want to run a business where I'm like 24 hours a day maintaining server somewhere it's just not i want to just focus on making stuff right like physical things hardware it, it's it's like it's just like building stuff Is it's like it, it's like it, that's what i do with my past time kind of thing right mm-hmm. aside from like barbecuing and camping kind of thing, it's like just like you know i just i, I just spend my day building stuff and so when when we closed down Coinkite we, we needed a place to keep the stuff so we built uh, we built Coldcard and Coldcard was just like an open source not it wasn't even going to be for sale necessarily it was just but you know we had enough interest so we we just we made extras and, and sold it all um and then we're like okay well you know let's focus on that as a business then it's fun we make you know open dime the other uh, the, the 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 bearer asset mm-hmm. and we have this thing where we like to invent stuff. Like we, we don't want to make things that exist, right? We, we really sort of just just want to like, we want to sit and sort of explore, have like basement full of prototypes kind of thing. So what's coming then? So we, we just launched the cold power, right? That little, uh, it's like a, uh, it converts a nine volt battery to five volts. Uh, so essentially you have like a USB power supply from a nine volt battery that you can find in your local fire alarm. Uh, and uh, that one is nice because it really sort of gives you uh, um, a nice buffer between a computer and a cold card for you to be really safe there. Uh, truly air gapping your your HODL. But no next is uh, we're working on a product that uh, it's gonna be not replacing cold card. It's gonna it's gonna sort of be probably alongside it. Um Ooh, is it a node? No, I'm not launching a node. So I being wanting to make a, 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 a node, a proper node, right with actual security on it, so you could do uh, like a nice little uh, HSM there, we end up launching the HSM software for you to use a cold card as a server HSM. But uh, no, we're making uh, we're making another little device, that okay, uh, it's a, it's going to be a bit bigger and uh, it's going to do a lot of more interesting things, and that, that should go alongside nicely with with uh, with cold card. And uh, we're working now on the industrial design and sort of working on pricing it and you know figuring out like exactly you know we're building the boards and working out the economics of it. When you make, I mean, making, what does it do?
1: Just fucking oh, on? I am not. Do?
0: I can't. No, I'm not yeah. talking about that yet. Um,
1: All right, man. Right. But what's
0: fun is, uh, see, like making stuff is easy. I mean, easy, right? I mean, it's easier, uh, especially one-offs or art or things like that, right? But the most fun challenge is making stuff that's economically viable as a product. It's like, it's a, it's a hammer on you, right? It's like, oh, look, I yeah. made this very cool thing. Well, okay, now try to manufacture that into large scale and 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 make it profitable like <laughs> it's, it's like think everything to buy it yeah it, it's uh, that's that's a lot of fun that's that to me is where the fun is nowadays i it's like I, I essentially just spend most of my time on like the business and uh and like you know product concepts and like industrial design and like running the business and manufacturing and all the logistics of it and uh i let my better half do most of the coding these days <laughs> well, it's cool,
1: man. It's like a cool business you've built up.
0: Yeah, it's uh, like, uh, you know, we, we wanted to see if we could scale a, a cottage business. We, we run a run because this is what I want to do in my days, right? So I want to be able to, to not wear pants to work and still sell to 120 countries. It's, <laughs> it's an interesting, uh, <laughs> it's a very interesting concept we, we're trying to build in here. Everybody works from home.
1: Yeah, and you've got the potential of trying to ride out your first bull market at some point with a a cold card, right? Yeah. Because I remember watching what the logistical issues that the likes of the other wallet providers had to go through. When everyone wanted to buy them, they had to ramp up and then the market simmered down and then they had this, all this overproduction. They've had to redesign their whole logistics process now to, to be able to support flash bull markets. And I guess yeah, that's something no, you're going to have to uh, think about.
0: Yeah, we had to go through that with OpenDime on the last market. That was, that was mm. fun. Uh, we, we ran out of stock a few times, but, uh, but I think we, we've nailed, uh, we, we've designed the products in such a way that that's, it's a lot easier to scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a few parts that are a little bit slower to get, uh, but aside from that, and those we just stock, and, and we like building new versions, right? So like mm-hmm. cold card, is already third version. It, it's like it's a nascent market, right? It's a nascent technology. So like everything is changing. That's why like, you know, like Trezor gets pound all the time, right? It's because, you know, the, those guys are still running a, a design that was made, you know, almost a decade ago. Uh, so you know you have to come up with like bullshit marketing to <laughs> to explain why you keep on getting pounded. <laughs> uh, I anyway, props to them for seeing this market way back then, but but you know it's um, it's it's interesting i and and I find it it 's probably due to overproduction too that they're still selling the same sort of thing. Uh, they probably have piles and piles of it in stock probably uh, but it, you know it 's like like come on man it 's like a new market, right just build something new. It's I've it, se-
1: I'm a $700 it. treasure
0: here. Oh, you bought one of those, uh, those no. like goldy things? No, they sent me one. Oh.
1: That's the benefit of being an influencer.
0: Oh, you're an influencer, huh?
1: <laughs> Apparently so. I like to think of myself as a amateur journalist. But, Did uh, you
0: ever yeah. buy a block clock? You need to buy a block clock.
1: No, it was a block lock?
0: You don't know a block clock?
1: I, I don't know much, dude.
0: Yeah, look at my uh, Twitter. There is a video of, of this, uh, this clock. Oh, the block clock? Yeah. No, I wanted to. That was like five grand, wasn't it? Yeah, we're almost running out. We're not, we, we didn't sell that many. Of course, fucking $5,000 and it wasn't a bear yeah. market. You know, It cost a fuck ton to make it. This, we made this as a personal anniversary of 10 years of Bitcoin last year, right? Um, so we're like, yeah. fuck it. We're just going to make the thing we want to make. And that's what happens when you don't do things economically viable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to buy
1: it. I saw. It, I, was, I was
0: like, that's cool. I was like, five grand. I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, wait for the next bull market. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I know that we, we, we didn't sell that many of those, but we sold enough that uh, we're capping at uh, whatever this batch that we have. That's it. It's going to be... And then we're going to release the number of how many were made ever, and we're never going to make one again, probably.
1: I reckon. It's I good. reckon you made less than fifty.
0: It's I, again. I don't release business numbers, man. It's a lot more fun going.
1: <laughs> Fuck! Now I now I want one.
0: Yeah, no, it's. Uh, it, I don't know. I mean, I love this. I have like one in every room. My house, essentially. <laughs> you, you should. You should.
1: You should send me one. I'm an. I'm an influencer. I'll tweet it. Right.
0: Well, I mean, listen. You know, <laughs> if you're gonna advertise our product on the beginning of every episode for a year, sure. <laughs> Well, we could talk about that. I don't have a
1: hardware <laughs> wallet as a sponsor. Maybe we should.
0: That's right. Um, anyways. So yeah, well, man. listen, making, dude. making stuff is fun. It's, uh, it sounds I think, cool. it's a, a good, uh, instead of whining about, that. that's, I guess, like, the, the biggest annoying thing about Bitcoin is the whining. Like, eh, Bitcoin doesn't have, like, good UX. Well, then fucking build it. <laughs> well, hold on. I, I, I whine about that, and I can't build it. <laughs> well, then, then stop whining about it. I mean, I can't force it to stop whining about it but he can't it, it, no but see this is the cool thing right so let's say you're a ux guy right yeah y- you can't code right your traditional ux guy well it, you know what instead of fucking whining get a few other people that can code together right and and and, and fucking fix it and do it either for either do it as a hobby or 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 even better you know do it as a business create a new web wallet out there or, or a software wallet out there and charge people money for it or charge money people for support or whatever right it's just that whining is just annoying and it doesn't change anything nobody's going to change it because you're whining like seriously like, nobody gives a fuck really i mean <laughs> i mean we won't want bitcoin to be better easier right but you know it's But it's
1: happening anyway. Look, dude, it's happening anyway. Exactly. I mean, you've you've lived through it all. You've seen the stages. You've seen what's. I'm sure if you compare now to like 2015, and then 15 to 13, and 13 to 11, there's been a lot of progress.
0: I mean, just just look at like how easy it is to use Bitcoin now as it did it it was way back then, right? I, I mean. You know, like with Open Dime, it's like you just stick it in a computer, you deposit money into it, you give it to somebody. It really, it's like, it's mind-boggling simple, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, do I wish I could make it more simple? Yes, I have plans, but it's not economically viable yet because the Bitcoin market's still small, right? Mm-hmm. But I have other technologies I can use to make it even better, right? Um and then like look at the phone wallets right phone wallets used to be essentially like one exit away one exit scam away uh, uh from like sunday right <laughs> so but now all phone wallets offer a non-custodial like option that then uh-huh. they make it very easy for you to do that right yeah you, you know exchanges haven't been disappearing with money for some time now uh
1: Certainly the big ones. Yeah, exactly, right?
0: Yeah, but the the market is maturing, right? Slowly but surely is maturing, right? Like, I mean, you know, me trying to make a Bitcoin debit card in 20, whatever, 2013, it was a little bit too early, you you know, (laughs) like, there was just no market. Uh, So I I couldn't do it the way I wanted to do, but like maybe, like now, there's going to be other people doing this stuff with a scale, right? And, And I think the next, the next, 10x of Bitcoin, right? As that happens, uh, we're gonna have another 10x of people in Bitcoin too, and 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 that would enable really like you're gonna be able to have small consumer electronics level of sales, right? Mm-hmm. So you can actually use different technologies, you can use different marketing budgets, you can do other things, right? So. I mean, look at the exchanges already, right? So most exchanges that print money right now, they actually put a lot of money into bringing new people to Bitcoin. Of course. So now imagine when most Bitcoin businesses can afford to also sell to non-Bitcoiners, right? To, to do the more expensive marketing. Um, it it's, it's just accelerates, right? Bitcoin is a dark, it's a dark hole and it's just going to absorb everything in. Again, this impatience, this whininess is just so unproductive because it also turns people away, right? The people who actually can make stuff. Uh So let's say you're a dev, right? And you want to, to to work on some stuff or you work in core or whatever, and you have this like... Semi-politicized wine battle between two factions that want things in a certain way or another. You don't want to get involved in that. (laughs) You just want to, like, you know, wake up, cold, do some hard stuff. You you, you know what I mean? And you don't want to touch anything that's gonna be contentious. And UI, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a fucking opinion about the color of the button. Right? And it doesn't fucking matter that much. Right. But on the hard stuff, most people can't see and can't have an opinion about it. Right. And so that stuff yeah. moves along much faster.
1: But we still, like you say, a lot of progress has been made, dude. There's oh, options. Holy.
0: Totally. Um, so. and, and there is more coming. I mean, you know, with Schnort and Taproot and all that stuff, like it, it, it's going to improve UX too. Right. Because you're just going to be able to do things a lot more. Like, oh, here's a good one. Right. So, for example, with SegWit, with yeah. uh, this last update, like you, you know, you could, for example, have uh, like better QR codes. <laughs> I know it sounds simple, but like you know, Segwit addresses you have better QR codes, a lot more mm-hmm. optimized and, and error, uh, uh, and better error correction. So like it, you know, that on itself is, is a big improvement. I can fit a QR code in the tiny little screen of a cold card. <laughs> and it still gets read by a phone. It, it's amazing. That is
1: pretty cool. So why should people buy a cold card then? Th- now is your sales speech. Why should they buy a cold card over a Ledger or a Trezor?
0: But it, it's better. It's like more secure. Mm. Uh, Duh. Uh, you know, it's very easy to use. It's privacy by default. There's no shitcoin on it. Um, it it's, and it's not a purely task to no shitcoin, right? It's like... The more cold you have, the more cold you have to review, and the more room you have for bugs and attacks, mm-hmm. right? So for example, Trezor just got pound last week and you could steal Monero through whatever and, and they found other bugs. Uh, probably the same guy that was doing the Monero attack, right? So like, it just opens you up for more grief and more wasted time dealing with stuff that doesn't have financial consequence. Right. Mm. So, so it, it truly is like code Card is Bitcoin only. only. <laughs> it's like, it's not like they're fake like firmware that say, oh, this one is Bitcoin only, but they also maintaining a thousand shit coins on a separate firmware. <laughs> no. get,
1: we, we, we add liquid on that.
0: Probably, yeah. Once we, once we figure out how to fit uh, confidential transaction signing, okay. um, we probably would. Uh, it, it is Bitcoin based, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. It, it makes economical sense to have it, so that you can have your uh, your 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 stable value and your and your Bitcoin value on the same device, uh, probably. But again, like it's like Bitcoin's priority, right? So we mm. we just keep on focusing on that. So yeah, no, listen, it's just a better device. Uh, it, it was made so that people who who know what they're doing can do all the things they want to do, and then we sort of simplify from there instead of just starting from the lowest common denominator, which is the person that doesn't know anything. person that doesn't know anything doesn't use a hardware wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about them. All right, listen, where do they find out more, dude? Uh, yeah, you go to uh, codecardwallet.com or coinkite.com or me at NVK on Twitter, and, and you'll find more, about, more information about the stuff we make.
1: All right, man. Well, listen, look, it was great to get you on,
0: finally. That's right. It's, uh, it's been a while. I've, yeah. I've drank what... more times with you than I have been here.
1: <laughs> Dude, we drank a few times. I'm trying to remember the last time. Where was it? Was it in...
0: Mexico. Hold on.
1: Did I not see you in Vegas?
0: No, I didn't go.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember now. Yeah, Mexico, Mexico is the last time. I don't know when I'll see you again. Don't know when this shit will all get back to back to normal. Probably here will be in the next time. Now,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I have to wait until October, anyways.
1: Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Uh,
0: but uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm sure we're gonna see each other soon in some conference. This whole VR Zoom shit is getting old. I wanna I wanna drink with people in person. And have Dude, steak. I've
1: been playing the. Have you you you've got the Oculus Quest, right?
0: Yeah. I I mean, on the box, VR is such a mediocre experience, man. Like, it's like, it's really cool. Don't get me wrong. And it's easy now, right? You put the stuff in your head and press a button and it goes, right? Yeah. Uh, But, man, it's like so low res. And it's like, and the audio sucks. And it's like... And yeah, but
1: it's PlayStation 1. That's to me, like, we're, yeah, we're, at, totally. we're at
0: PlayStation 1.
1: Like, when we get to PlayStation 4 version of VR, it's going to be insane. But I found some good shit. There's this... uh, Udi put me onto this boxing thing called Thrill of the Fight. Oh, yeah, the boxing stuff is fun. That's awesome. And also, have you done the Walk the Plank thing?
0: The, the which one?
1: Richard's Plank or something. There's a No, plank I, 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 the like, I like the, the
0: shooting ones. The shooting games are fun. I play some of them. I, I did do a talk, the Woody thing, I went on the, I don't know if you were there, I mean two, three weeks ago, I did the, I, present, I presented in VR, right? Yeah. And, and it is weird to to try to, to concentrate in the presentation and, and sort of stand there and it's, uh, Dude, but totally at least weird. you don't but have listen. to wear
1: pants. Go and get the Rich's plank thing, Rich's you go in this elevator up to the top of the skyscraper and then there's a plank coming out of the elevator and it's windy and you can see down to the ground. I'm telling you now, even though you're stood in your room, you cannot step sideways off. I couldn't. I was too scared. I barely could stand on the plank, even though I know it's literally just I'm stood in my front room, right? Yeah, no, totally.
0: So there is this game, I think it's called Pistol Whip or something like that. Um, it, you know, the graphics are shitty. It, you know, it's too forgiving with the shooting and stuff. But dude, it's moving, and, and, and it's like you get in it, right? Like your brain sort of completely gets mm. in it. It's kind of like here, uh, yeah. remember the, the the you know the CRT TVs, you know? What I mean, like the smaller TVs when we we're kids. Yeah, like, man, the image was just trash, right? The sound was crap, but like you're watching a movie. Right, you are there. Your brain fills in all the gaps. It's so cool, it really does. It just takes a toll. Like you, you get cognitively tired. Uh, dude, give
1: Rich's plank. Give Richard's plank, and then text me. I'm telling you right. now, it 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 will screw with your head that thing.
0: I don't. I uh, I don't want to try it now. <laughs> yeah, you do,
1: man. All right. Well, listen. Look, appreciate you coming on, dude. Great to finally catch up with you. Obviously, wish you the best. Wish you the best with Cold Card and. Yeah, man, let's chat soon, dude.
0: Thanks, man. Uh, you uh, keep up the good show. I think it's important to have, like, you know, like shows that are for people who are not hardcore. Uh, yeah. Just don't bring the shitcoiners on, and it's all good.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, it's been such a long time. I, I, think I can. I think we can cast that one for me. I, th- I can't remember the last one, but we're probably talking eighteen months now. We can forget that shit. Yeah,
0: listen, you know, it was part of your journey, right? Everybody has like, theirs in Bitcoin
1: exactly man well listen look take care stay safe man stay healthy and i will speak to you soon you too Alrighty, what did you think of that one now i really like hanging out with rodolfo i mean he calls me a pussy all the time which is yeah is what it is but i like him he keeps me on the straight and narrow He is a Bitcoin purist. Absolutely. And I've hung out with him a few times. We've had a beer a few times. We've caught up and I've wanted to get him on the show for ages. So we finally did. I'm really glad. Now, I think this Bitcoin purity stuff is important. And the reason it's so important to me. Listen, I talk to a lot of my friends. I try and keep with the no coiners, the potential coiners, the future Bitcoiners. And you know what? These are people who are staters, who believe in the government. These are people who aren't maybe always technical. These are people who, you know, they just want to buy some Bitcoin and the number to go up. So what do we do about these people? Should we be giving them shit from the start? Should we be forcing libertarianism down their throat? Should we be calling them slaves if they vote for the government? Should we be hassling them if they buy Ethereum or some other bullshit? Look, I think you can pick and choose your battles. I would get my friends to buy Bitcoin. I would keep them away from all kinds. I would get them to properly, at a minimum, get a hardware wallet. Am I going to force them to run a node? Absolutely not. Am I going to introduce them to it? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a good idea, but I think it's a bit of a barrier. Now, listen, I know this is provocative. I know some people disagree. I definitely want to hear your feedback. You can reach out to me. My email address is hello at And listen, I launched my latest film. It's out on Defiance TV. That's YouTube.com, Defiance TV, looking at the migrant and refugee crisis at the turkey greece border. Please go and check it out. Please share it out with your friends and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you about that. All right, have a great week and I will see you all soon.